What's up, my people? Welcome to Fellowship Bible Church's Sermon Spotlight. We are coming at you each and every week with a fresh weekend to debrief in an effort to send biblical truth. And what better way to do that than by the power of conversation? I'm one of your hosts, Caleb Pearson. Joining me once again, it's been a while in the booth, but she's back, Alicia Battaglia. Alicia, how are you? I am very well, thank good. you. It is so good to see you this morning. No more Zoom. No more Zoom, which causes a little bit of an issue. I was going to ask if you were sad about it. So we um, we had the feature flower over Zoom that <laughs> kind of evolved, and um, we had a feature uh, we had a feature flower submission come in, and I have no way to feature. put it in my background. Well, what does that so, mean? Did somebody mail you a flower? Like, how did, yes. Uh, and a flat rich burrito. He emailed me these beautiful amaryllis blooms. Oh, that's right. I saw yes, this. Okay. Yes. I was picturing like somebody put a flower in your mailbox. Okay. No, okay. no, no, All right. no, no. Just a picture he, of a flower. In, All right. in my I really email. can't picture Rich doing that. <laughs> right. So, so the suggestion was you guys need to up your game to figure out how we can add the feature flower back. In I, the I, I said we could we could put a little vase right here. I don't know. That, you you have now taken on the flower. <laughs> you don't get to bring all of the, your flower talk and then tell me to deal with it. That's okay. your you you own the flowers now. Uh, joining us once again, senior pastor Mark Carey. Marky Mark, how you doing, my man? Good, good. good. I, I was thinking maybe more like deer antlers on the wall or something like that. The possibilities Mark. are endless. <laughs> but you can hang flowers on the deer antlers too. Sure. Yeah. It's true. Yeah, possibilities I mean, are endless. But, but I think it's no, going downhill really fast. But but he doesn't get any more of his like mountainous Nebraska. Right. Those days are over, pal. Right. You know that's kind of an oxymoron. Mountainous Nebraska. Okay. Okay. Hill. Hilly. Yeah, that's hilly. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you one of those people that gets mad if I confuse mountains and hills? No. Oh, no. Okay. Okay. No. Why would I get mad at that? <laughs> I, I'm sad for you. <laughs> that, that you don't know the difference between mountains and we're back anyway we're back in the booth for the second week in a row uh thank you guys so much for watching on youtube again you can take us with you on the go and listen Uh, and you can also submit any questions or feedback you might have fbcva.life slash sermon spotlight is the best place to do that why don't we go ahead and jump into a weekend in review sunday in review guys uh, as we finish up kind of a a series on focusing on the church uh, in these troubling times pastor mark kind of reading out of ephesians um and wrapping up wrapping up what we've been doing right yeah, but, but kind of the, the the final piece of this whole series of how we can be the family of God in a fallen world, mm-hmm. uh, focusing on these two final prayers of Paul. And this last one, Ephesians chapter 3, 14 through, um, actually through 21. Uh, and I just wanted to emphasize one thing. Again, lots of things are left on the table in the in the study room that you can't bring into to a message. But one thing that I do think, as it ties into that theme of the church and the body of Christ as a family, uh, Paul began that prayer in verse 14, uh, for this reason, I bow my knees before the Father. And let's not forget that he actually said that in verse 1. So he begins his prayer back in verse 1. Hmm. Uh, for this reason, I, Paul, the prisoner of the Lord, and then he goes off uh, on an on a inspirational tangent, and then he comes back to that prayer. But the thing I wanted to bring out is that little phrase, for this reason, I, Paul, and then he begins his prayer. But the question is, you know, for what reason? And if if you look in the the immediate context in chapter 2, Paul says in verse 19, so then you are no longer strangers and aliens. You are fellow citizens with the saints. You are of God's household. He's talking about the the Gentiles who were alienated, who had nothing to do with uh, the people of God in the Old Testament, Israel. 
but he explains there in chapter two how the dividing wall is broken down. We are one in Christ, a sense of unity and oneness. We are fellow citizens, having been built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets. But then verse 21 says, in whom the whole building being fitted together, and that we're together is important. We're being fitted together. It's kind of the first Peter living stones all mm. being put together. So there is intentional, sovereign um, uh, work of God as, as he fits together. And we're all being fitted together. And then, and that's repeated in verse 22, in whom you also are being built together into a dwelling of God in the spirit. Then he says, for this reason... I mean, the sense of, of oneness, of unity, being the family of God in a fallen world. And again, that was our emphasis this summer. As we live in this time of, of separation, and, and, it, and it really is concerning uh, as the church is, and this, and this is around the world, as we talk with our missionaries around the world, the, the, this is a concern. Everybody being so isolated and separated. Um, we are the family of God, and somehow we have to keep figuring that out. But Paul is celebrating that, and he's saying, now because we are being fitted together, because we are one in Christ, because we're the family, the household of God, Paul says, man, I'm, I'm going to pray, and I'm going to pray these three things. And so that that's where that prayer well, in it, Ephesians 3 came in. And that's the narrative in the story, right? I just had a conversation with, with Pastor Dennis this morning about how when we're reading this stuff— we got to remember they weren't writing chapter breaks mm -hmm. in what they were saying. So if we're studying it with that in mind of this is where the chapter starts, this is where the message starts, it's probably not necessarily true. Yeah. Uh, so you have to look at that that bigger picture, um, which I think is is huge. And I like what you said there, Mark, about us fitting together. I mean, that, that sense of belonging, it, it can be so positive for us to feel like we fit. The, yeah. the sense of belonging in the church in fact, if you don't feel that sense of belonging, like I, I felt it before of wondering where I belong in something, it can be disheartening to learn some of these truths if you feel like you God doesn't want you in it with these people. Yeah. And so to have that reality, that that identity in Christ and that purpose driven, it it's really cool. And I think, uh, Alicia, that's where that prayer came in because Paul is really asking God to give us an understanding of his love for us, first and mm -hmm. foremost, so that they, when he can experience that for one another. Right. And two, the church is not designed to be, we're, we're not designed to be isolated. We're a family, mm -hmm. we're a household. And so to be able to uh, grow in the knowledge last week, which was the emphasis of growing in the knowledge of God, and then this week experiencing that and to uh, really embrace the fullness of what God has for us, he's designed his church for us to grow in that knowledge and that experience, experience of him together, not to be isolated. Yeah. And according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being. And that that is, I mean, again, so relevant to that sermon series, to what everybody's been going through. That is what our strength can come from. That is where our power from. We talked about experiential knowledge last week, that, that, that head information we get. It, it is for something. It is, it is to have that efficacy. And I, and I think it speaks to the faith and trust we can have day in and day out with, with God. Well, well, think of all the things that can separate us as believers in Jesus Christ. Um, it can be gender. It can be hmm. uh, race. It can be age, a lot of age, you know, disparities. And so, you know, we've got children doing this and we got teens doing that and we've got senior groups doing this. Um, there's so many things um, and, and, and not that that's wrong, but, um, it, you know, it can be hard for 
men to understand what's going on in the mind of a woman, for a woman to understand what's going on, sure. for a, a senior to understand why are those kids doing that. And so that first request is to be strengthened with power in the inner man. I mean, there, there needs to be spiritual power for yeah. us to live together in that harmony. Exactly. And I think about that corporate aspect of how God's designed the church, and that's a reflection of the Trinity. And this this passage here, the Trinity's involved in this. Paul mm. asked the Father for the for power through the Spirit, so that Christ may dwell in our hearts through Good. faith. And the Father, He's He's the one who's planned our salvation. And the Son, He accomplishes that salvation. And the Spirit applies that salvation so that we can experience that and walk in that fullness and walk in that power. And so these are like these incomprehensible truths. But here, because of the Holy Spirit, we are able to start to comprehend and get a grasp. And so that just that unity of the body of Christ of the different members is a reflection of the Trinity. The unity in the Trinity. Yes. The, the harmony in the Trinity. That's that's a great observation, Alicia. That's that, that kind of speaks volumes. Well, and too, so when you when we think about those kinds of things and we think about okay, Paul ended this with that doxology mm-hmm. and um, bringing the glory of God as the highlight of it all. And when we begin to think about and really mull over the depth, the height, the width, the the truth of what God has given us, that in my heart, well, it just wells up. And, and we want to be like Paul and sing of those glories. And it puts it in perspective, but that's what you're getting your strength from. And that's just so... Uh, widens my eyes to, to think about that because I, I, it's easy to live as if I'm getting my strength from somewhere else. Sure, it's to still serve God. It's to go to church. It's to do ministry. But if it is my own strength, that fatigue, it, it will set in. Even if it doesn't, your results won't always glorify the Lord. And it, it just to, to let that be the source and the result of, of what we're trying to do is so huge, I think. Yeah. The Second Corinthians I have here, 12.9, says... My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Weakness is what I bring to the table. Mm. And, um, but God's power through me, that's where his, that perfection works. It's where we bring nothing. It's the Holy Spirit who infuses our lives and gives us that power uh, to be able to face all the things that we are walking through in and, in and out each and every day. Yeah. We've talked here uh, many times about the three levels of power. There is God's power. There is the second level of power that the scriptures teach is that power of, the, of, of, of Satan, of the world, of the flesh. And then there's human power. And the principle mm-hmm. is that a lower, lower level of power can never usurp or um, overpower a higher level of power. Uh, we, we, in and of ourselves, have no strength to overcome the world, the flesh the, of Satan. And so our only hope is to tap into that highest level of power, which is the Lord himself. And and, and that sounds kind of ethereal. It's kind of yeah. like, you know, nailing jello to the wall. How do you get your hands around this idea of, uh, of, of 
empowerment to live. Now, when we get into Romans, as we will starting next Sunday, Romans 6, 7, and 8, Sweet. we're going to, we're, it, this builds on that because that's really what Romans 6, 7, 8 is going to teach us. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Well, and I, I was thinking about how another way that God has manifested his power and how we can apply that to our lives. And I'm, th- I think of the resurrection. Jesus was killed. He was hanging on a cross and he, the, the, the crowd was saying he, he saved others. Why can't he save himself? And he, he died. He was buried. It looks pretty grim, but the resurrection shows he death. He was not conquered by death. He overcame death and the power of the resurrection is that same power that we've mm-hmm. been given. And just to think about the, the power that raised Christ from the dead. And then he, after his resurrection, he walked among people for 40 days. You could touch him. You could eat with him. You could talk with him. There was something very physical and experiential about uh, the, the result of his resurrection. And then that's not it. You know, he, then he sins mm. and then he's preparing a place for us. And we're going to one day be able to be united with him in that fullness and that power. But that same power that raised him from the dead, we, we have access to right now and will continue to. <laughs> so it's just really it's neat so to think about the whole fullness of what Christ has accomplished. And it's a package deal. It, it is. It's a package deal. It's a, it paints a vivid picture of what happened on the cross. I mean, don't don't get caught up asking yourself, what would Jesus do? If in reality, you should be asking yourself, what has he already done? Mm. Because that can help. It, it, I think it, it demystifies a little bit, right? right? Yes, we can study the Gospels and think, oh, this is a little bit like this situation. I'm dealing with Jesus, what would you do in this situation? You can pray that prayer. But look back and, and find what your identity is and what you truly believe. And Romans 6 will, I think, hammer us over the head with that a little bit. Exactly. And that's what the second request was mm-hmm. in this passage, uh, was that we could comprehend the greatness of Christ's love. But he introduces that uh, by saying um, in verse 17, and that you've been rooted and grounded in love. And I brought out that that is, mm-hmm. it's, it's called a, a perfect participle. So it's, it's completed action. It's action that is, was done in the mm-hmm. past with ongoing results. So the better translation is having been rooted and grounded in love. So that takes us back to the cross. Where we are. To, yeah. and, and that's, that has to be our focus on a daily basis. I don't, I don't know how often maybe we get up in the morning and think, man, I am loved by God today. Yeah. <laughs> yes. and, but that, you know, we, we have to keep reminding, as someone would say, telling ourselves the gospel every day, mm-hmm. rooted and grounded in that love. We'll be able to comprehend um, the, the 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 greatness of Christ's love for us. That's life changing. His yeah. power, understanding His power that He's given us, understanding the, His love for us, and then the third request is the the fullness of God, which is can flow from us. So it's a again, it's a package deal. And it's because our identity is Him, and and I think that I, I look at my own life and I think I need an identity check daily. Sometimes it's by the hour. I need an identity check and to realize who I am in Christ. I had a conversation this morning in one of my meetings where the question kind of came up, how can I, I, I know if I'm, I'm slipping and starting to act as if my identity isn't in Christ? And in church ministry, I think that's a good question to ask because it can happen without you realizing it because you're in such a Christ context. Uh, and one of the questions that was asked to me is, well, what are your patterns of thought? What, what mm. operating system? 
are you using? Why are you doing what you're doing? Because that will, that's a rabbit trail back to what you think of sure. yourself. What a man thinketh in his heart. So is he, so right? Is he. That's something you told me, man. And another thing you told me was the, the, uh, the ruts of Christian living. That's a, 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 a vision. So I'm like, I'm like transferring back to my mentorship. Here on the, on the wall there. I mean, like, Hey, the ruts. once, once my, once my mentorship ended, Carp. he stopped pouring no, into me. Right. So yeah. <laughs> the, the ruts of thinking, yeah. the, okay, that's where you're going to lose sight of the fact of who you are in Christ. And so to break down those barriers, man, it's like the power of the cross. Well, how, and how many people maybe have you had conversations with or, or you know, the, the, a believer in Jesus Christ uh, who maybe really struggle with thinking they're loved by God hmm. because a, uh, that rut, that, mm. that fleshly thinking um, that identity issue has never been clear to them. And so, I mean, they've, they've grown up in a home maybe where they were told they were not loved right. or, uh, you know, the, again, the world, the flesh and the devil works totally against that. And yeah. if, if Satan can keep us under his thumb in terms of self-doubt, hmm. self-condemnation and all, all of those things, um, I, I think he immobilizes us. I've we've said before many times, there's no such thing as a defeated Christian. But there sure is a lot of ignorant Christians because we don't know this reality. So again, why does Paul pray this? This is a powerful prayer. If we if we don't know we're rooted and grounded hmm. in His love, and every morning we get up and while we're sleeping at the, as well, God looks at us with favor, with grace, with love, um, and th- that again is is motivating. I I don't know if we get there, but of course it's got to come. We we read it in the Word of God. But again, this is a prayer. He is asking God to give us that reality. And it's, it's like a supernatural, Lord, I don't know, I don't feel like I'm loved by you today. Yeah. So I think that we in error as um, believers who are struggling, just think, oh, hey, Lord, just zap me, zap me good. <laughs> yeah, but God speaks supernaturally through his word. And in order for us to have that relational dynamic, that experiential experiential knowledge of him, we have to be reading his word and knowing the truth that he's telling us. He's he's told us. He's told us everything we know about who yeah. he is and who we are in him. And his word provides all of that. And by the power, that supernatural power of the Holy Spirit, he speaks to us and we have that intimate relationship with him through his word. And sometimes I'm like, I don't know what to pray. Mm. Well, the Bible's full of prayers. Just start praying the word of God Mm -hmm. and let God minister to your heart. And and the, the Bible is not some spiritual enigma that we stumbled upon as believers, that it's our duty now to figure out this God. He gave it to us. That's what he gave to us so we could understand him. Yeah. I mean, you could just flip over one chapter in Ephesians 2 where it says, God being rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us. Well, there it is. That's the word of God. Now, okay, Lord, help me make that a reality. Help me experience that. Can you, we're parents... And grandparents, actually, you're not yet. I'll go to the bathroom. I'll, I'll no, no, no. Well, you, you want me to leave? <laughs> no. But can you imagine? <laughs> I'm a how, child. <laughs> can you imagine how painful it would be mm. for a parent to have your child come up and says, "You know, Mom, Dad, I, I don't think you love me. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm. I, I don't. You don't love me, do you? Mm. You know, how many times in a given week or, or in mm. our experience do we kind of say that to God? And um, when he's already rooted and grounded us right. in his love. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. um, again, it's a powerful prayer. 
the bottom, the third one, the, 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 it's not the bottom, uh, requests. It's actually, I think that's almost like a build up, yeah. build up mm-hmm. that we would be filled up to the fullness of God, which, um, daunting. It's yes. And it's life changing. And you can imagine the impact on the world. Mm. Yeah. If God's people filled up to his fullness are living that out. Yeah. I, as when you did for the sermon and you had those points, he's able to do this. He's able to do what we ask. He's able to do what we ask or think. Mm-hmm. And you went down, down, down. And then he's able to exceedingly abundantly beyond all we ask or think. And then I'm, and then I'm thinking, God, you'll even do more than that. Like more than we can imagine it just, he is so able. He is the mm. sovereign, good God over all. And that the common stumbling block is us acting. I don't think he's able. Yeah. yeah. I know. Like, Isn't that so convicting? That, that's so convicting. And then you see the, the, the flow of that little outline from the sermon. It's the knowledge that he is able that leads us to the knowledge that he is able to do totally. Yeah. That leads us to the knowledge. I, I, I hope it's convicting for you too, listening to this. Um, but I was having a conversation this week with somebody, and we were talking about uh, the issue. Doesn't matter what we were talking about, but it was an a problem. And I, I, you know, I, I'm 65 years old. I've been a Christian for 60 years. Uh, you know, pastor, all this, you know, seminary degree, blah 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 blah. And I found. In that conversation, my default thinking was, okay, let's see here. I think I can, I, I think if we did A, B, and C, um, Larry Crabb calls it the, 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 the law of linearity. If I do A, B, and C, I think D will happen. But it was kind of sadly, it was a default thinking. I can figure this out. Mm-hmm. And if we apply this, and it wasn't, and I had just preached this. <laughs> <laughs> Sure. So uh, I'm going to get booted off the sermon spotlight for me. But could you imagine? But, but, but it wasn't. Yeah. He can do exceeding abundantly mm-hmm. whatever we ask or think. Mm-hmm. It was I can I can do, you know I, I can I, I can do something to make this mm-hmm. problem be ameliorated in some way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I I don't know if we've at the average Christian if we've tested the reality of those verses. And, and to so in much degree, be wary as a Christian, because I would argue in that moment, you were probably in the best of intentions. It was a church context where you wanted to seek the glory of God, but you, you still happen to maybe fall into that rut where we want to establish a formula or, or I think you should do this or that. And so it's just, yeah, it was about how to, how to actually help you as a disciple. And I, prove I figured you it was, I thought, I, 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 well, I was going to say this conversation was definitely about Mark Francis, but I didn't, I didn't, I didn't say it. No. One thing that you mentioned in, in your sermon is you said um, something along the lines of God wants us to be locked into our power source so we can live out in a compelling way, what it's like to live in the family of God in a fallen world, essentially something along those lines. And a little study note I had read along the way said it, we're, we're, we're living like we're we plug into a nine volt battery or something like that for our power source. When Mm -hmm. indeed Mm -hmm. we have this nuclear power plant of divine might. It's within us. And, and so we, like you were saying that night when you were thinking, Oh, if we had this and this, and then this can happen. That's that fallacy of thinking that nine Mm -hmm. volt battery is going to give us what we need Mm -hmm. when in actuality, we have access to this divine nuclear power plant. <laughs> and, and, and just 
maybe we're getting off topic a little bit here, but I'm just curious. That thinking now, obviously, it's it's, it's of the flesh. It's thinking, thinking. It's stinking thinking. Stinking thinking. But That's you know, good. part of it comes. I have a stinking suspicion. <laughs> Uh, a Do sneaky I gotta come suspicion. up with one now? What yeah, is that's this? right. Well, no, you just live it. <laughs> you're just stinking. Yeah, you're just stinking. We got stinking. That if we were, if we grew up in a in a third world context, I mean, we talk every week. Uh, our missions guy, every money missions guys, every Monday morning, we zoom with missionaries around the world. And and, and the, the, you know, the people in cer- certain parts of the world are going through tragic mm-hmm. situations. Africa, India, and, you know, God bless, there's some of you who are listening to this sermon spotlight even afterwards. If I think growing up in America, we grew up with a mindset that says you can pull yourself up by your own bootstraps. You know, we, there, and, and, and so many times we can't, well, we just work a little harder or we'll get that better job or we'll do this or, you know, and we become so self-reliant um, because we can. And so we, I just wonder sometimes if Christians in America, if we just don't live this subpar, because you get to that able to do exceeding abundantly beyond all that we ask or think, according to the power that works mightily within us, it's, it's, you go into some third world context. They're living it because they have to, Mm -hmm. they have to, they have nothing to do, but trust God and see him. You know, they're, 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 they're standing at the begin at the, at the, at the front of the Red Sea with an Egyptian army behind them and, a, and the Red Sea in front of them. And, you know, they're doomed. And then God does exceeding abundantly. Mm-hmm. We don't have an Egyptian army mm-hmm. behind us. And we don't have a Red Sea in front of us mm-hmm. oftentimes mm-hmm. here in America. Now it's coming that way, maybe. Right. But I just wonder if, if that hasn't played into that mindset sometimes. Sure. Right. And I think that mindset contributes to a highly individualistic society. Yeah. I don't. I don't need to go to church. I don't need to be in a small group. Yeah. Um. And and, and but not seeing the the fruit of that and, and how helpful it can be. I yeah. think that's. I think that's huge. The other thing that just in this crescendo of of prayer requests and that just this final thing is that that we would be filled up to all the fullness of God. So cool. And yeah. And I I think you know if you're if if you read this and you come honestly before the Lord. That should resonate with any of us that said, you know, Lord, that's what I want. And I'm not, again, I'm not talking about some extra spiritual second, third blessing and getting more of the Holy Spirit. That's not the issue. Really, the issue is the Holy Spirit getting more of us. But it's, it's still a, a, a powerful um, uh, request that we would be filled up to all the fullness of God so that really we are being conformed more and more into his image and the Christ-like life is being lived out through us. Again, we're getting there in Romans 6, 7, and 8. But, uh, yeah. Second, um, no, Colossians, sorry. Colossians 2, 9 and 10 says, For in him the whole fullness mm-hmm. of deity dwells bodily, and you have been filled in him who is the head of all rule and authority. So we've been given this fullness of Christ and we are, that's where we find our complete li- completeness is in him. And it doesn't matter if we're um, a stay at home mom and we've got kids climbing the walls or if you're in another country, a third world country with no electricity, water, with enemies coming down on you. We, we all, wherever God has us in, in this time, 
He is with us. And that's that's the whole story of the Bible, is God with us, God with his people. And what better context to demonstrate you are satisfied with something beyond the circumstance? Like we said last week when, when Mark was here, what is different about you, man? How come you're not shook by all this crazy stuff going on? Like, well, it has very little to do with me and a lot to do with what God did for me. Mm-hmm. And, and that, that what is di- again, what is different about that person? Uh, and hopefully what they're seeing is is Christ. And I think that God delights, I, that might be too strong of a term, but I, 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 what he delights is to form his image in us. Mm-hmm. And if it yes. means breaking oh, us that's down. That's what brings him glory. That's that right. It is and, a delight. And if it takes breaking us down where we feel like we're on that last string, Paganini string, mm-hmm. um, that is grace. Mm-hmm. That's an evidence of his love. And if all our strings break in a, in a given day, in a given week, hey, in a given lifetime, there's people who end their life and they look back and they realize, I had no family. I had really no, I, I, it was, mm-hmm. <laughs> there's a lot of sad lives out there. But if you know Christ and if you're experiencing this and this prayer is getting lived out and fulfilled in your life, even if you're on your last string, mm-hmm. God and one string I mean, he makes a masterpiece, and I think that's the the message that, uh, and that has to resonate. Well, and with that us all. analogy you used, as the as the strings broke, it was still a violin. Yeah, its identity didn't change. It wasn't resting on those strings or whatever the you know the circumstances of life good. Yeah. might be. Uh, it d- didn't change who it who it was. So that's really good. A um, couple of announcements before we get out of here. Um, and question for you, Pastor Mark: uh, Did you hear from the Reborn Church food supply at all? I know. Well, we, we've got some. Uh, Let's see. This is the what? Today's the fourth. Today's my little grandson's birthday. Oh, happy, happy birthday, Haddon! You're four I, years I, hey, old. I'm sure he watches. Oh, I uh. diligently. <laughs> if he doesn't, he's no grandson of mine. But um, so th- this coming Sunday, mm-hmm. I think we're going to have a uh, from Curtis from Curtis uh, Thompson. We're going to have a a little update on that. Four Sweet. over four ton uh, four tons of of food stuffs were, were brought. Hey, your your uh, your gang was part of that. My family it. went. Hey, yep. didn't catch an invite. Okay, I, I found out they were there. Oh, you're kidding? <laughs> oh yeah, I was like, get, bring me a keychain. I guess I I don't you know. Um, it looked like they had a, minute, a wonderful folks. time, Caleb. You're loved. I know. <laughs> thank I know you. Your thank parents you, may not love thank you. you. Thank no you. No one else may love thank you, but you. someone does out there. I, I think her I, name's I, I Hannah. Believe it. But I believe yeah. it. No. So we'll we'll be getting an yeah. update awesome. on uh, some really neat things that happened awesome. there. Um, cool. So yeah, that'll be that'll be this weekend, um, and then just kind of one major announcement coming up. The 40th anniversary is coming up at the beginning of September. So look forward to that. Again, you can find all that info at fbcva.life uh, forward slash 40. Uh, there's going to be food trucks, discounted food, and all that good stuff for us to enjoy, and just kind of fellowship together, be able to celebrate outside. And I, that. And I heard you, you need to bring a little cash because the food trucks and stuff will cost money, but at a reduced rate. So bring some. Bring some cash. Yeah, and Strites Donuts as well. Oh, Strites Donuts. That's really good, yeah. You know what, Mark? They said that today in the all-staff meeting, but it was probably when you weren't paying attention. I was. It was probably one of those moments I do- nodded off. You know, at my age, that's what starts happening. <laughs> he's in and out. I, I'm just he, so glad I stand when I he, preach. He, he's always he's always in and out. Um, thank you guys so much, uh, you two, for being here with me today. Again, thank you to our listeners and viewers. It means the world. 
that you guys are willing to be a part of the church. Uh, during the week, we, we felt convicted, like we wanted to talk about the sermon midweek, give you guys some encouragement. So thank you for being a part of that. Again, you can take uh, the listen formats uh, anywhere you go, Spotify, Apple, all that good stuff. Video version HD goes up normally around Tuesday nights midweek on the YouTube channel for Fellowship Bible Church. Uh, thank you guys. The fact of the matter, everybody, is that sermons are not meant to just take an hour, but rather transform a lifetime. Until next week, much love. God bless.